BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DOUG. That's DOUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst... With a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the lovely, sunny city of Angels where it appears... Joey Bosa's getting close, getting close to getting back playing for the Lightning Bolts. That is big news for the 72 Chargers. We'll ask uh, Melvin Ingram a little bit later on the show just how close is he? How close is he? But uh, I, I, I really want to start with, uh, with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, that's because there is, there is trouble in paradise. And... Look, there, there's also a things run their course, right? Things run their course. 
we, we've seen this in every sport, but especially in basketball. Kobe and Shaq could no longer coexist. They just could not. The difference is that this was a group that had won a championship. Maybe the reason for toxicity is they had won a championship and then the following year they won 73 games and then they went out and added a player who had had been an MVP, had led them three games to one. There, there was just sometimes relationships don't make it the distance because of the past. Sometimes guys have mom issues or dad issues or previous job issues. And even if the, the idea of the relationship like that works, why it doesn't sometimes work is there's just too much to unpack. Just too much to unpack. This is not all Kevin Durant's fault. It is not all Draymond Green's fault. Some of it, believe it or not, is actually Steph Curry's fault and Clay Thompson's fault and Steve Kerr's fault. Not because they've done anything wrong, but because they were so successful on their own. Like, look, Steph Curry was an MVP. He won the unanimously voted MVP. They won 73 games, didn't win a championship, but had won one previously. He, He has been the most beloved professional athlete in American sports at times over the last half decade. The most beloved. Are there haters out there? Sure. But generally, have you... We watch Odell Beckham Jr. warm up some. We watch Steph Curry warm up 82 times plus the playoffs in the preseason. From his wife to his adorable daughter. Now, I know he has two kids to his parents back when he was like this dude is a beloved dude. And he opened up his locker room to a guy who used to be a rival. Who does that? Steph Curry. Like, I I actually think he's the real deal as a star and as a human being. That said, he's just as responsible. Because you had to know that if you go out and get Kevin Durant, he's played a different style. He's been wired differently. Comes from a different background, a different part of the country. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he was brought in by Draymond Green, who even Draymond's ideals run counter to many of the things that Steph believes in. They all believe in winning. They all know each other's value, but there is so much to unpack. So much. A team that played with pure joy and shared the ball and celebrated others' success brings in a guy who he's not the most, he's not the, he's not the ISO Joe, Joe Johnson. He doesn't even demand the ball and have the usage rate of a James Harden or LeBron James, but he had played in a system where one of two guys got it every time they needed a bucket, and that was just the way it was. And then you factor in Kevin Durant, who, this is just my belief. I think he's partially scarred by not winning with the Thunder. That made him think, listen, if I just go and win, no, there's nothing anyone can't say about me. If I just go and play defense and win and, and I'm better than LeBron James at the same position in the NBA Finals, then no one can say anything about me. And then they have. And he can't take it. And some of it is 
the past. Some of it is the present. Some of it is even the media's insistent. Whose team is it? Like, I've never walked into a locker room and be like, whose team? Oh, it's Jimmy's team. Jimmy, Jimmy, you're Jimmy's team. But as well as Steph Curry seems to handle it, as well as Clay Thompson seems to handle it, as well as Steve Kerr seems to handle it, Kevin Durant hasn't handled it. I mean, burner accounts and going at guys on social media. What are you doing? You're an NBA superstar. You're an NBA superstar. Here's Kevin Durant last night after their win over the Hawks in which Draymond Green was suspended for the game. Hey, Kevin, have you and Draymond been able to hash anything out? No. Do you see that happening anytime soon? I'm sure it will. We got a long season ahead. Did he cross the line with anything last night that was said? I'm going to keep that in house. That's That's what we do here. I know you guys got a job to do, but I'm not trying to get nobody no headlines. What happened, happened. We're trying to move on. Just trying to play basketball. If you were trying to move on, you would have had a conversation about it. Anyone who's ever been in a relationship knows when you stop talking, the relationship ceases to exist. You stop talking with your boss, you're probably going to be looking for a different job. You stop talking with somebody else, you have your own business and you own it with, own it with a buddy, you guys stop talking to each other like I can't even talk to them. And of course, in relationships, if you can't sit down and have honest, frank conversations and just be people, then the relationship ceases to exist. And Oh, yeah, by the way, Draymond kind of unpacked a lot of baggage all at once. You know, the words and things that he said to Durant did step over the line. But a lot of it was just venting out of frustration. I was the guy, I'm talking about Draymond, who vouched for you to join our group. We went out to the Hamptons. We told you how it would work, why it would work. But I was the guy who swore by you. This is like when a guy screws up at work and you were the one who he put down as a reference, right? I was your main reference. The guy called me and said, hey, does he have a drinking problem? And I was like, no, that's over. He'd like to have a couple of drinks. Then you come in drunk to work four or five days in a row and they got to get rid of you. And I looked like the idiot because I swore by you. Can Kevin Durant get along and share the basketball? Sure, he only didn't in Oklahoma City. Because they had Andre Robertson, they had Steven Adams, they had other guys that couldn't play, so you had to go get your own buckets. You had to. Of course Draymond's frustrated. The stories about New York and I've heard the Clippers, I've heard it's the Clippers or New York and don't ever bet against Jerry West. But those stories, they don't just come out of nowhere. They're not made up from opposing teams and opposing agents, those stories are planted for a reason. And Draymond's point probably is like, look, dude, we're not idiots. We know when people get these stories where they get stories from. We came and recruited you and you can't just, even for the sake of the season, can't say like, hey, I'm staying here forever. All right, sure, at the end of the year, you may change your mind, be a hypocrite, but that's, that's the way the game is played. Instead, you leave it open to interpretation. You're going to keep your options open. And now we have to answer these questions everywhere we go. I don't blame Draymond for being upset. I don't blame him for being mad. It's like, look, I've been making plays in transition. Whoever gets it goes with it at the end of a game, which is what led to this argument. Now, in the context of that game, I do think Durant should have gotten the basketball. 
And and I think that the suspension of uh, of Draymond has nothing to do with the long term future or sucking up to Kevin Durant. I just think it's look, Draymond was out of line. That's it. Period. He was out of line. He went crazy. He went and he started talking about things he shouldn't talk about. And he had an airing of grievances. It was Festivus for the rest of us. But that wasn't the time and definitely not the place, especially if you guys are close friends, hash it out in private when no one else is around or close the door and have Steve Kerr join you. But I do think that this is one of those relationships that's bound to end in divorce. And the main reason is Kevin Durant thought that if you win an NBA championship, you win an NBA finals MVP, you would be fulfilled. And there, there's something about the top of the mountain that Kevin Durant has learned. There's no chairs there. There's no chairs. There's no camaraderie. There's just the top of the mountain. That's it. To, to any of us who are super motivated people, you'll get to the top of the mountain. You'll be like, man, this is great. Now what? Shouldn't, did, did, is there an automatic gate to heaven is there some, something that makes me feel more fulfilled? That, that's one of the reasons that you got to have a family. You got to have balance. Is because if you try and fulfill yourself with just your sport or just your job, you're going to end up feeling hollow. You don't have anybody to share it with because there's no chairs up there. There's no greeting parade. And Durant has figured that out the hard way. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, take a listen to what Ben Roethlisberger, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, had to say about soon-to-be former Steeler Le'Veon Bell. He's not here. He's not going to be here, so we don't talk about it. I texted him yesterday um, before the deadline, asking him, uh, or, you know, text him, tell him hope he was going to show up. And if he decided not to, I wish him nothing but the best. He was a great teammate, a great football player. You know, to each their own on what they want to walk away from. Each guy has their own um, motives and motivations, and, um, you know, I can't comment on him. I am glad that we won't talk about this anymore, though. Did he text you back? No. Yeah, no, he didn't text me back. He's done. My, 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 only, my only point, and it's an important one, an important distinction, is it's basically like Darrell Rivas. Look, Darrell Rivas was an incredible cornerback for a time. And if you remember, he held out with the New York Jets and ultimately got his way and got the deal. Now, it ended up causing the Jets to ultimately have to break apart because the Jets at the time didn't manage the salary cap, plus they didn't have good enough quarterback play. But they went to two AFC championship games in a row, and they made the mistake of telling Darrell Rivas, saying out loud, hey, he's the best cover corner in football, at the time, Namdi Osmanwai had a ridiculous contract with the Raiders and he wanted to be paid the same amount. But if you look at Darrell Rivas, the knock on Darrell Rivas should have been then. I said it then and it proved to be true. Look, if you give in to a guy when he holds out, then he's just going to hold out again. And in this case, if Le'Veon Bell thinks he's done the right thing, he believes that he's going to change what running backs make 
and he's going to be a free agent. He knows the Jets need a running back, and the Jets have a bunch of money. In addition to the idea of, like, look, I get he thinks it's Todd Gurley money, but Todd Gurley's two and a half years younger, and Todd Gurley showed up for every day at work, and the Rams decided to rework his deal a year before they had to. Different franchise, but if you want to use it as a comp, fine. we got to compare ages. He's two years older. Um, but, but here's the most important part. If everything goes right, Le'Veon Bell's a tremendous player. But if everything goes right and he achieves Pro Bowl, All-Pro status, couldn't we see a day in which Le'Veon Bell decides, I don't really like this contract. I'll sit out because I've proven that I will sit out. Here's a guy who, look, he didn't win the bluff. He just didn't. He said, I'm... He was not bluffing. You know, he had, by his own estimation, he had a really, really good hand. He had a good hand. He had three of a kind. And the problem was the Steelers have a royal flush. There's nothing he can do. But he had a really good hand, so we don't think he's bluffing in the future. But that actually is not that great a thing. Because now if you're the Jets or you or whomever, you're like, look, if we pay him, great. But when we get to a point in his contract where he doesn't like the terms, he's going to sit out. He doesn't care. Doesn't care at all about whether or not we're winning. We got a chance to win a Super Bowl. He doesn't care about anything other than the bottom line. So in addition to costing himself $14.5 million, an decision in, and this wasn't one decision. It's a series of bad business decisions. That's bad business decisions. You could have sacrificed half your contract, shown up after the trade deadline, made six and a half million dollars, competed for a Super Bowl, end up making more in, in some playoff bonuses, and then going on, your, going on your way and getting a new deal. But instead, he's shown, I'll sit out the whole time. Which, if I'm another team, that scares the hell out of me. He didn't want a one-year deal at 14.5. He wants more money than that. He'll want two or three years. But what, what happens when we get to the team-friendly terms of a contract. That's how they all work. Le'Veon Bell's going to sit out. No thanks. Once a sit-out guy, always a sit-out guy. Just like women will tell you once a cheater, always a cheater. Yeah, right? Like, if if Le'Veon Bell's uh, modus operandi, his, if his, if what he's telling people is, hey, I've made a lot of money. i got enough money I can sit out until I get what I want. So if that's true now and he gets a new contract, that'll only be more true in the future. Only be more true in the future. Ben Roethlisberger said the guy didn't even text him back. Right? Like you text him, a guy texts you and says, hey man, hope you show up. Otherwise, love playing with you. You don't text him back. You didn't even text him back who dis? You don't text him back? Yes, Ryan. Did he text you back? No. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan Music, what do you got? So from a team's perspective, obviously what you're saying about whether or not he's going to hold out, I think teams will be weary of that. But just from a player perspective, 
Do you think his future teammates are going to look at it from a perspective of like, well, hey, now he's one of our guys and that was the past and we're not worried about it? Or do you think there are actually going to be a few guys in that new locker room who are going to be like, "Mm, I wonder if this guy's a team guy or if he's just I'm all about Le'Veon? I don't think anybody will care. Most guys don't care. They just don't. But, you know, there will if he if he ends up no showing, you're like, oh, here we go again. I, I, do, I honestly don't think people care. You know, the one thing about the NFL is as long as you show up at work, do your job, guys don't care. And I do think that NFL players are hoping that he gets paid. Right? Like you're, hey, man, everybody gets more. It's, it's like you don't have to like your neighbor, but if your neighbor's selling their house, you hope it gets above asking price. Why? Because it makes your, your, your house worth more. I think that's how NFL players think. My issue is more if you're a general manager, you're an owner, you're a front office guy, you're a coach, you're going to hire a guy who thinks he should be compensated above that of a running back. And, and by the way, all those running backs do more than just run the football. They all catch it out of the backfield. But, you know, you want, you want to do something above that of a running back, and then you've shown that in the future, if you don't think that your contract keeps up um, with the times that you're willing to sit out. And that would scare the hell out of me if I was another GM. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Ian Rappaport joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Ian, Southern California is going to get another football game. I actually think this is the right. I, I believe the Rams agreed to play in Mexico City back when they were still in St. Louis at the time. That was actually kind of part of the deal. But how big a PR disaster is this considering all the logistics that have to be arranged to play in Mexico City, all the dignitaries that were set to be there? Forget about the travel and the cost and the fans that were going to go there. Just how, 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 much, how many calls and how much glad-handing is taking place to kind of fix this thing after the, the field was deemed unplayable yesterday? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously not good. Uh, I would say a fair PR disaster would be, I guess, an actual disaster, which is players playing on a field that's, uh, not ready for competition and something that would be uh, unsafe for players. So it's obviously a bad situation, but I think by making this call, they avoided a much, much worse situation. Uh, but it's interesting when this happens, you know, when the league sort of steps out of itself and there's another entity that is helping with something actually uh, like game-related, for instance, like a game at Wembley, a game at another soccer stadium, for instance, um, or something like that, or a game in Mexico, it's kind of out of the league's hands a little bit, much more so than when things are happening inside the league. And, you know, when you have a lot of rain and you have a Shakira concert, um, the field suffers. Um, you know, could it have been okay? Maybe. But I think they made a safe decision and said, let's make sure that the biggest regular season game we've had in a little while isn't played on a turf that's subpar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I, I, in no small I think most any game would have been viewed as such because the field looks so bad in photos, but also, you know, this type of marquee event, Chiefs versus Rams, last thing you want is it to affect either the teams or the run to the Super Bowl, potentially, correct? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, again, like PR disaster aside, actual disaster would be one of the marquee players or even one of the not great players hurts himself on a field that's not ready for competition. I mean, think about... Think about that. Like, you know, it's like, you know, when you're assessing a situation, you have the worst case, 
Um, and then you have something that's like frustrating. Like I would say frustrating is not having the game in Mexico. Worst case is a legitimate, real, horrendous, lasting injury with a great player because the field isn't ready. Ian Rappaport joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Let's get to the Le'Veon Bell situation. What's his real value uh, supposed to be like this upcoming offseason? Well, um, I would imagine it's probably similar to what the Steelers were ready to pay last year, which is, you know, $15 million. And remember, he turned down five years, $70 million. And the guarantee wasn't great, but for the Steelers, they're always willing to give a little more upside because they don't guarantee deals into the second year. That's just that's just basically how they do their contracts. It's the same, um, you know, it's the same way that the Cincinnati Bengals do it, same way that uh, the Green Bay Packers do it. And, and, you know, every contract is a give and take. So there's a lot of upfront money, but not a lot of guarantee. Um, you know, and I think for Bell, the real question is, is he going to get the $17 million that he is asking for? Um, I can't remember a franchise type running back in his prime being a free agent so this is really a fascinating really fascinating test case yeah it, it's i mean last year we saw Kirk cousins the difference with cousins was he played both years with the franchise tag played well and then he's at a position of need and he had the jets as a suitor to drive up the price and then the vikings where he ultimately landed there's a lot of people that believe the jet well the jets have all this money and they already have a quarterback so they're going to spend it on a running back um, but that, that seems too obvious and tell me where this, these high, high priced free agent running back. We, we, again, we haven't had this really. Right. Um, but do you, do, do you think that's what the Jets plan to do with all that money? I mean, I think the Jets will strongly consider it. Um, you know, are they going to just take all the money they have and give it to Le'Veon Bell? I'm not so sure. I mean, I've seen the articles, you know, I've seen the speculation, um, I do believe they were a team that called about possibly trading for him, but there were others. Uh, it's just so hard now, right now, to look at you know free agency and say, all right, this player is going to this team when we have a million years to get there, and and um, I just don't think we're there yet. Ian Rappaport joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Man, we got some great stuff coming up. Uh, he hosts the Rap Sheet and Friends podcast, which is available every week. Thursday Night Football continues this week. Great game. Packers, Seahawks on Fox, NFL Network, and Amazon Prime Video. There, there is the narrative out there that the Packers' relationship between Aaron Rodgers and his head coach, Mike McCarthy, is irreparable. How accurate is that narrative? I would not say irreparable because they've had a lot of success when things have been tense. I would just say it's tense. Um, and I would also argue there are other situations like this around the league, and it definitely could be okay. Um, but, you know, it's something they're going to have to work through. And when you have two in- incredibly creative, very smart offensive football minds who – don't always think the same thing. In other words, this play's great. No, actually, no, it's not. Um, you know, then I think sometimes you get tension. And, you know, if you want to know if there's if this could actually work, I mean, look at the Patriots from last year. I mean, that was certainly a situation where there was a lot of tension. And they were able to work through it. And they didn't win the Super Bowl, but they got there. And I think for most teams, that's pretty good. Ian Rappaport joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. You mentioned the Patriots. Uh, one local writer went and tracked every throw that Tom Brady had, and the report wasn't good. He, 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 they were bad, but he was bad. He was off target. He was having trouble throwing the football. 
Brady earlier this week said, I, I have to be better. Is there any concern in New England that, that Brady may be uh, not just, a, you know, that father time might have caught up to him? I wouldn't say there's concern, but, uh, you know, I think for Brady, the most important thing is to realize and understand what he has. So if he's a guy who is, doesn't have, let's say, the arm strength he used to or doesn't stand in the pocket like he used to, I know he's struggling against the blitz, I believe they are going to figure it out because this is a team, unlike so many, that literally just takes what they have, takes the rules, takes all, everything they got, and makes it work, always. Always makes it work. Um, so I would say once they assess what they actually have, I think they're going to be fine, even if Brady probably doesn't have you know, as much physical ability as he always has. He's 41. I mean, it's not going to last forever. So it's not mm, no, no he's, he's, he's clearly not going to last forever. Check out uh, Thursday, Thursday Night Football continues this week. Packers taking on Seahawks on Fox, NFL Network, Amazon Prime Video. Any sense for what the Ravens do? Lamar Jackson says he's going to be ready. RG3 is actually the backup quarterback, but they've used Lamar Jackson in kind of wildcat zone read type situations. And then you got Flacco who's not going to practice but may well play. What are you hearing out of Baltimore? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say this. I expect Lamar Jackson to play on a significant level. Is he actually the starter? I don't know. Uh, we're going to find out. But I, I do think there's been probably as much subterfuge on this one as I can ever remember. Uh, and I'm sorry, I have to actually run after this answer. But there's, you know, it, it's, a, it's a situation you, you going to the airport? Where, what's that? You going to the airport? No, I'm not, actually. Um, okay, I just I heard you zip the bag, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. There's, yeah, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts here. Um but, no, I would say this. Like, I expect him to play significantly. Whether he's starting, I don't know. Uh, the fact that Flacco's not practicing on a Wednesday after a bye week is not good. Um, so then I would say there's definitely a chance we see Lamar Jackson. All right. Uh, you go. Whatever, you, whatever moving parts you got, go do them because you're, you're very important to us and the NFL Network. Ian Rapport, NFL Network. Check out Fox, NFL Network, Amazon Prime Video, Thursday Night Football, Packers and the Seahawks. Thanks so much, Ian. All right, thanks, man. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Every week we uh, we get a chance to dig in with Greg Cosell from NFL Films. He's been doing this for 40 years. And he gets that all 22. And he's like, you know, basically this is what is actually happening based upon the film that I'm watching and analyzing. It's incredible stuff. And uh, it's so cool to be joined by him. Greg Cosell joins us on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, I, I was watching. I, I got a chance to actually call a game last week on radio. The Saints wow. taking on the Saints taking on the Bengals. And obviously the Bengals defense is not good. They fired Terrell Austin afterwards. Uh, that said, um, Look, I had heard and I've watched on tape the Saints' ability to use different personnel groupings, yes. find the mismatch, and pick pick you apart. They really only hit on one pass play that in the ball in the air traveled, I think, more than 15, 20 yards down the field. It was like one, one explosive play. But they just, there's good balance there, and they find a way to get the right guys open and get them the, the football. Um what what's the weakness there? Is it is it a, a lack of explosive big playability throwing the ball down the field? Like I'm trying to figure out how you beat the Saints, how you slow down the Saints, other than obviously keeping Drew Brees off the field, which is hard because they got the best run defense in the league. Uh, um, what, what's the weakness there? 
I don't think there is a weakness to their offense. I think that it starts with personnel and their multiple use of it. Then it's formations, and that's very multiple as well. It's shifts, it's motions, and it's tempo, because Drew Brees is a master at tempo. So very often he'll get to the line of scrimmage, and he might snap the ball right away, or he might research the defense. You don't know that. Uh, And... he doesn't get sacked a lot because the ball comes out so quick. So it's a timing rhythm pass game. And Breeze essentially dug wins before the ball's even snapped. The great quarterbacks in today's NFL do that. They win before the ball snapped. They know where they're going. And they've already researched the defense. And yes, do they validate it on their first step? Of course they do. But for the most part, they win before the ball snapped. Mm, yeah. Um. There have been some Boston area reporters who are watching Tom Brady, and some of it is when he's forced off his spot, he's never as accurate. He didn't have Rob Gronkowski, but they're simply pointing out, hey, that ball is not on time, on target. The the accuracy and arm strength just wasn't there last weekend. Um, How... How how many times is that? Does that happen often? Was this a well? Is this the exception? Like you watch all the tape. What's the tape actually say? Well, last week was a particular game in which the Titans did a really good job. Now, they're not the only team that has tried what was successful in that given week, which was a lot of multiple front looks, a lot of different pressure concepts, very often with just four, but it was a second or third level player who was part of the four, and obviously they attacked him in the interior, which is where everybody likes to attack Tom Brady. Now, he got uncomfortable in that game very quickly. He was started to anticipate pressure. Uh, now, one thing that has stood out this year, and I think the Titans knew that going in, and they obviously made it worse, was the Patriots have not been very good versus the Blitz this year. And there's multiple reasons for that. It's not just Tom Brady, obviously, but that's been a problem all year. And normally when teams blitz, in the old days, you'd always say, well, you get one-on-one on the outside. That's not necessarily the case now because there are so many more advanced, sophisticated, detailed pressure concepts that it's not just a case of, hey, let's win on the outside. But that's one area in which the Patriots have really struggled this year, Doug, versus Blitz. Uh, you have pointed out throughout the season that as good as Andrew Luck has been, he hasn't been throwing the ball uh, deep downfield. They continue to be successful. Is he continuing to improve in terms of arm strength and throwing the ball downfield? Or, or is, it, is it still kind of cleverly mixing and matching and finding, uh, uh, you know, finding in and around the line of scrimmage throws? I would say that uh, they've done a really good job of mixing and matching. It's not really a downfield passing team. One of the things that Frank Reich has done exceptionally well is they've made this a very timing-based offense. That's the main reason he's not been sacked in four weeks. I mean, we all can remember Luck back uh, sort of in the, I hate to say the old days, but before the injury, where he was in an offense where there were a lot of deeper drops, where he had to run a lot because the pressure got to him, or he would get hit as he threw it. That doesn't happen now, because it's a much different pass game, much more timing-based, more rhythm throws, more three-step, quick five-step. The ball gets out, and that helps your offensive line as well. So it's a symbiotic relationship. It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, That's the voice of Greg Cosell from NFL Films. Are the Cowboys playing better offensively? Uh, 
Not necessarily. I mean, when they run the ball well, yes, they are playing better offensively because their offense is built on their run game. But again, this is where when you watch the tape, you see what you see with their pass game. Cooper will help because he can win one-on-one, and they are very much an isolation, individual-based route-running team. Uh, So winning one-on-one is critical. Cooper can do that, and he did have a big one-on-one win on their final TD drive last week. But, But Prescott, Still, every week he leaves throws on the field. He doesn't really see things clearly for the most part. And he's a see-it-throw-it quarterback. He needs to see it open. And that's why he leaves a lot of throws on the field. So he'll make a few good throws every week. He is an NFL starting quarterback, Doug. But he's, he, the tape tells you a different story that he's not playing really well. Yeah, and it's, it's great stuff. Greg Cosell joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, James Conner obviously statistically has really been effective. They were great on Thursday night. When we last yes. spoke with you, right, it was before that Carolina game. Um, is, is, are they better? Are they the same? How are you seen, like I said, 40 years of tape? Sure. Get, compare and contrast the Steelers offense last year with the Steelers offense this year and why they've been able to be so successful with a different running back. Well, first of all, let's let's avoid the conversation of traits of Connor versus Le'Veon Bell because that's not really a relevant conversation right now. James Connor is playing now. James Connor this particular season has far more explosive runs than Le'Veon Bell had a year ago, so that certainly helps your offense. In fact, James Connor, if I'm not mistaken, has more 20-plus yard runs than any back in the league. And he's shown the ability to be patient, to run with vision. He's got short area burst. He's got finishing power. He's a very good back in the context of this offense. And he's quicker than people probably think. He lost weight since he came out of college. So James Conner is giving the Steelers what they need from the running back position. And he's also a very good receiver. So there's really no difference in terms of production and and one could argue that he's been as or more productive than Le'Veon Bell at times so there's no change in their offense it's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio help me out with Le'Veon Bell what what do you think of you know he wants to be paid at a level commensurate above that of other running backs is he worth it well I I think that depends on one on a team's view of what they want their running back to be because I think if you're going to pay a back that kind of money then that means that the back has to be the starting point of what you do offensively now that doesn't mean he gets 30 carries a week no one does but that means that your offense with the run game obviously but also with your pass game has to work through your back the Rams are a great example their pass game is play action based outside zone run action based so even when Gurley doesn't get the ball he's still the foundation of what they do so if you want to pay Le'Veon Bell that kind of money then you have to understand that's how your offense has to work because otherwise if you're going to give him the ball 12 times a game there's a lot of backs you can give the ball to 12 times a game yeah why did the Carolina Panthers struggled so mildly? Obviously, uh, Cam had that terrible pick six where he was, you know, on his back leg and just kind of flung it up, and it ends up getting picked off. But but they couldn't really get in in rhythm. Was it the Steelers or was it the Panthers' weakness getting exposed? Well, they had that great first drive where they marched right down the field and they did a really nice job of, of using McCaffrey and of creating some matchups. Um, 
And then I think they struggled in pass protection quite a bit. And the Steelers have been very, very good over the last three, four weeks with their pressure concepts. And I think that caused some problems. Um, they, they had a high blitz frequency in that game. They felt very comfortable being able to match up to the receivers on the perimeter. So it was, it was a game in which the, the Steelers' pressure concepts beat the Panthers' protection schemes. Uh, now, the, the Panthers will probably learn from that, but that was one of those games. Both the Chargers and the Bears have gaudy records, but have played against inferior competition. Uh, Let's start with the Chargers. How legitimate are they? Well, I think any team that has Phillip Rivers at quarterback and the weapons that they have offensively is is a tough team to prepare for and to defend. Uh, those big receivers on the perimeter, Allen, Will, both Williams, they're big, they're physical, uh, they have some, some vertical ability, and Melvin Gordon is, is a multi-dimensional back at this point in his career, so they're a tough offense to, to defend. I think defensively, it's, it's not your grandfather's Gus Bradley's defense. He's done a lot more as the coordinator there in terms of personnel and looks and pressure, so I think they're legitimate. The Bears... The Bears are interesting because Trubisky's a second-year player. He's not necessarily a highly talented thrower, but it's an incredibly well-schemed offense that presents defined reads for him and causes problems for defenses. And, of course, we know their defense is very good. I've always thought, Doug, that Vic Fangio was one of the best defensive minds in the league. He's a grumpy sucker, though, man. Oh, he's, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> he he's, he's an old-school guy all the way. He's a classic old-school guy. I, I did sideline for a, for a game for the Bears-Dolphins Oh, game. yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't say And, you know, one, one of the guys I was working with, I won't throw him under the bus. He was like, oh, this is one of the best defense. got to be one of the best defenses you've ever seen. He's like, what, us? Like, no, oh, whatever. No, he's, he's, he's old-school. He's great, though. I mean, he's, he's, he's one of amazing. my favorite guys. He's, 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 he's amazing. Amazing what what he's been able to do. Um, uh, Last thing, uh, we 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 won't see the Chiefs till Monday till they match up against uh, till they match up against the Rams. Are the Chiefs evolving any? Like this, Pat Mahomes, he had only started one game when he came into the year, and oftentimes I'm just wondering. You mentioned how how well schemed the Bears' offense is. Obviously, Matt Nagy comes from the Kansas City Chiefs just last year. Are the Chiefs evolving any in terms of how they're using Mahomes and all of that weaponry? Well, yeah, I think they're becoming much more diverse formationally. That's one of their strengths is they are so diverse formationally with Hill, with Kelsey, with Hunt. You know, They run a lot of empty sets. You really have to match up to people. Hill is really difficult to cover when he's in the inside slot to trips, when there's three receivers to one side and he's the innermost. Uh, so they're a team that's based on that, and they're doing more and more. And then they use a ton of motion and shifting. So they're a really difficult offense. The Rams, on the other hand, are different. They don't do a lot of that. They pretty much line up with 11 personnel, meaning one back, one tight end, three wide receivers, something like 97% of their snaps. They're not really a complicated offense when you look at what they do. They just make it difficult with how they go about doing what they do with their run game, with their jet sweep action, and they create voids in the middle of the field. How much does losing Cooper Cup change them? Uh, I mean, I really like Cooper Cup. My guess is, and I know people will disagree, that I think Josh Reynolds will probably step in, and because they're, they do what they do so well, that it won't be a big, big loss. 
Great stuff. Greg Cosell, NFL Films. Watch him. Follow him on Twitter. Obviously, he appears here and on with uh, Colin Cowherd, and he does an amazing job. Greg, we love our time with you. Thanks so much. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate it. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 